Seth McGuire is on a mission to positively impact those who are searching for clarity and purpose in their lives. She works with anyone looking to find what's next in life, reminding them that it is okay to want a better life and go after your dreams. And Seth is joining me today on the Power to Pivot podcast to share her journey through a difficult divorce, the road of single momhood, finding freedom in accepting that your life and your dreams matter. Seth is going to talk with us about the breakdown of our moral compass that blocks us from achieving our true potential and how we can pivot back past this block to live the life of our dreams. Seth is the author of Become the Superpower of Your Life, which is available on her website, Seth McGuire, Seth-McGuire.com. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Power to Pivot podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miles, founder of March 4th Media Company, and this is the podcast where we share inspiring stories, resources, tips, and fun ideas to help you pivot to new ideas, new goals, and new dreams for your life. I'm so excited and honored to have you join me on the journey, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, Liz here for March 4th Media Company, and I am so excited for today's episode of the Power to Pivot podcast. I am talking with Coach Seth McGuire. We're talking about becoming the superpower of your own life. I love this. Seth, how are you? I'm great, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for asking. Tell us a little bit about you. Where did this concept of the superpower of your own life come from? Oh my gosh, my entire life. <laughs> so, so I actually, um, I turned 50 in December and no, you did so this, not. <laughs> I did. So this past year of, and I, I don't like it crossing my lips, but sometimes I have to of the year of COVID. Um, I ended up on day 12 I was, I had bought a house and closed on Valentine's Day of 2000, um, what year are you in? 2020. Closed on my house, had to paint it, did all that, was moving, moving truck outside of my apartment on day 12 of the initial um, quarantine, and I got laid off from my job. <gasps> so I was in the wine business, was my career for 11 years. I resigned out of that to... I, twin 15-year-old daughters, so that was very important to me. So I left a six-figure job to stay home with them. And so I was in the wine business, back into the wine business a little bit. Um, and then I also became a cosmetologist, so divorced and a whole bunch of stuff in there. So through that, so on day 12, I'm like, oh, okay. So there's no hair business going on because we're all shut down. Just laid off from my, um, my full-time job. And... It's like, oh, okay. So had a lovely time to move in my house, had no stress, could do all of that. And I sat down with my calendar and I roadmap, which is what I do. I do that a lot, roadmapping. So where I'm gonna be in three months, a year, so on and so forth, or even ideas. So, and on my bucket list was to write a book. So I'm going through a couple months and I'm sitting here 
lots of time to contemplate, to think. And where I was in my life after divorcing, uh, I didn't don't have a bachelor's degree. So to go out and find another job, uh, my kids are top national champion athletes. So that's a whole schedule in itself. I um, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. So I took all of my life experiences and said, I know there are people out there who are feeling exactly the way I am in the same place that I am. And there is no reason that we cannot be the best that we are meant to be in our life. Because my entire growing up, uh, my dad owned his own business. He really built our, our town. Uh, I, I don't want to work for somebody else. I really want to be my own boss, but I also want to help influence, inspire other people to do what they know inside them is burning to do and not be held down by other people. That's, that is to have their own mind, to be able to think and not be influenced by the outside social pressures that we are bombarded with today. So I started on this. I actually was gonna start a program and the person I was working with putting it all together, she said, Seth, I think you need to start this with a book. It was, it's just so great. So we started with the book. I have a program lined up that we're going to release. And um, that's where it all came from was my life experience and how not to sit back. There's, there's no excuse to allow anything to hold you back. Um, it does take time. Mm -hmm. I think in our world of instant gratification, text message, everything comes to us instantly. The thought of not being able to be successful within months or within a year does block people because finances, financials are a big thing for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't get to this point until they're down low. You know, they're not starting with a million dollars in the bank or starting with a six-figure income and they're able to do this. And it just, it was my time and I had the time to be able to just put it all out there and connect with people and you can do it. <laughs> so this is amazing because it is like the definition of the power to pivot right there. You found <laughs> your power to pivot you used your power to pivot and here you go like this is yes. the result of that you knew that there was you needed to make a new choice can you can you tell us a little bit about what that moment was like for you personally like you know were you afraid what what kind of things went through your mind as you're going i'm gonna do this i'm leaving this six-figure job because let's face it when you're at a certain level I would, I know for me, people looked at you, looked at me and went, you're gonna what? Like, <laughs> why are you going to do this? And, you know, so again, outside pressure, did that lead to more fear? And what did you tell yourself as you're walking through this? Well, like, now you're the, in lockdown when this is going on. So, <laughs> right. So my, actually I had just to uh, clarify. So my, the six figure income I had um, before I had my kids. Okay. So I resigned then to stay home with them. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. 13 years later, after being a stay at home mom, no income, 
no bachelor's degree and divorced. I then had to go back out and figure it out. So I ended up getting my cosmetology degree. Okay. So I could uh, work around the kids. So uh, I have an art degree too. So it just falls into place. However, that's a part-time, that was part-time gig. But so with being laid off on day 12 from my, the one wine job that I had, which was a very small importer, um, it was, so as the moving trucks were there, I was just like, okay, so as my book's titled, what's next? I just went, okay, get through. I'm actually fortunate for the time of COVID and everything shut down that I could move and get everything put away and take care of my yard and the house, you know, to move in. But, you know, as that, so that moment, and you said finding your why, that that question used to drive me insane. What's your why? I'm like, I have two kids. I need to raise them to be decent human beings and get into college and just have phenomenal lives. That's my why. But when people ask that, it's not, that's not what they're looking for. It's your personal, what's your drive, what's your purpose at for your personal being? And I never, that's my why. I have kids and that's my job right now, my full job. But when this happened, I was actually sitting out on my deck a beautiful day and I just kept pondering everything that was my life's path of what it had my I'm very similar to my dad um there's no giving up because I I have two children I'm not I I have to be doing something my entire life's um visual for myself was successful I want to live on the beach which is what this this picture is behind me. Um, and the only way I can do that is if I just keep on going. And the fear, the fear is definitely there, but you have to use that fear as an excitement that you're moving into something phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Our brains don't want us to change. They don't like change at all. So the fear that goes there and other outs, you know, if you have other outside, well, what are you doing? Well, you can't do that as a career. Well, yes, I can do it a career if I want to do it as one. But and I made that decision and I just felt it was exactly what I needed to do. I needed to share with other people what I've been through, how to keep on going uh, and there's, and there's all of these influences that we get from people that, um, you know, that are known gets uh, speakers and so on and so forth. And it can become very overwhelming because you you read their things or you take their class and you're, you think, okay, I'm going to go out and it's going to happen right now because I'm going to employ what they've told me to do. And it, it doesn't. It, it, it takes time. Time is it such takes. an, because I think, and I fell into this too. So before I did this, mm-hmm. I had launched my own bakery business. And I've talked about this before oh. on the show, but you know, I knew how to bake a cookie. I went to culinary school. Like I, I did the things. 
I knew I was competent and comfortable in the kitchen. I, I moved into my store or into my, my space because at first I didn't have a storefront that came a little bit later. And um, the next day after moving in, I was supposed to be at my first farmer's market. It was like opening and I'm going, oh, we're going to rock it. It's going to be great. And I new equipment. Suddenly I'm baking like mad batches of stuff. It was a total flop. And after that first day, I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I felt like such a fish out of water. And it didn't matter how much experience I had doing it for somebody else. It, none of that mattered. This was my kitchen, my recipes, you know, doing it my way. And I, and I wasn't prepared. But yeah. I thought that because I knew I had the great recipe and I had been told so many times this product is great that it would be an instant overnight success forgetting the fact because like you said you look at all the other proof and we th we think that these people are overnight successes we forget to look at the backstory right and I remember sitting in my kitchen a couple of weeks later going I feel awful like this is this is not oh it's such, I, a, it's such a bad feeling yeah and I, and I said I was like I never want to feel this way again that was a pivot for me because i knew i knew a couple of things one i knew what i was doing i knew that i had a plan and i knew that i had the drive to make it happen what i needed was take that plan and go what's working and what's not and let me figure that out because sometimes I think we hold so tightly to that plan that it's like nothing else can happen. And, and that was the case for me. I, I had to remind myself, like, just because it's written down, that's like a framework. But every now and then you need to come back to it and go, what's working, what's not? And that's how progress moves, because then I could see where I needed help. Who did I need to call somebody and get some advice? Did I, what did I need to learn? What did I need to master? because there was more than just baking involved there. Um, and at that point, I I had to remind myself that it was gonna take time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and, we, and you're so excited about it, right? Yeah. You're so excited and it, it's an amazing cookie and everybody's gonna love it and it's gonna be so great. And the thing is, that's, that's the way it always starts. It always starts because you're way up here and it's almost like life has to go, okay, just so you know, you've got a rough road and it's gonna take you time to get, it's almost like it's almost done on purpose sometimes to be like, okay, your britches are on a little too tight there. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's check this out. And, um, and that is the one thing is to get over is, and I, I don't like using the word failure because it's not a failure at all. And it's just such a negative term that it's just, we have to shift. We have, it's a learning lesson. It's don't get down because you've done all of this to work to get here. It's just a speed bump of a lesson that you can look back and go, okay, so maybe we have to do a little social media, more of that, or, but, and it always comes down to, it's learning. You, you started in your kitchen. 
And the next big step was buying other equipment and doing it out here, right? So it's all of those steps and it all comes together. And and also if if you are, I don't know about you, but working, then doing all of this I'm doing at home, having two kids back and forth, constant interruptions, you know, if when they're off at school, I'll be by myself, but I'm probably like a year behind if I was able to do this five days a week in an office without interruption, right? So those are the things you have to be patient with yourself and the and why journaling and is important. And journaling or even just writing down the recognition of going, you know, I got this done today. Mm-hmm. And I had all of these things that were, were uh, speed bumps or barriers or blocks and so on. And sometimes we get in our own way, right? All of a sudden, like a lot of times for me, my brain just shuts off and I got nothing done. I'm like, what am I going to do? Life and it gets, Right. And you just, you have to, you have to roll with it and just keep, keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. Right. And I think it's important. I'm glad you mentioned the to-do list because I was an, and am a to-do list person, but life gets, life happens. I'm a mom. I have kids. Like I work, I do a lot of different stuff and I can have this big grand to-do list and then I get started and I get tired you know, I, I, somebody gets sick, the dog's yelling at the mailman. <laughs> Cat's throwing up. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I, oh, we're out of milk. I got to go buy stuff for dinner. Like yep. things happen. And I think I just like that you're, you're talking about, can we just be gentle with ourselves? Like there's a way to get where you want to go. And it's almost like when you allow yourself to have that grace and the patience with yourself that pressure comes off and then you can create so much more because it's and it's not that you don't have a plan it's not that you don't have that expectation it's you're kind of going with the flow like okay I I got this done let's celebrate that little success let me go take care of the dog (laughs) right And, and I'll come back to this but and I think it's it's in coming back to it I for me I think there was always that fear that that distraction would just keep happening and I wouldn't get back there you know, that's when the the vision comes into play, I think, like, well, and that too, absolutely, and, and where it can totally throw you to where, I don't know, even know where I left off on what I was doing, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, sometimes, there's stuff I have started that I haven't even come back to, I'm like, oh my god, I never even completed that, right, not that it's a big deal, but that's when you realize, oh, it's really not that big of a deal, and it's very, I think it's, it, it is hard to have patience with yourself mm-hmm. and have that. And the more that it happens, the more you're able to and recognize it. But it, again, that takes a while because we're ingrained. So if you were working, right, and you have deadlines and you have all of this, and then all of a sudden you're thrown at home with homeschooling and the dog and everything else, all of a sudden you're just like uh, 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 you, you feel like a failure because you're not getting anything done and then your brain starts bouncing off and you, you're on your third cup of coffee and now you're 
nothing's doing anything for you. Now it's making you sleepy. <laughs> Just like, oh my God, make it stop. But to sit, and the more that those things happen and the more you just sit with it, go, okay, this too shall pass and just keep, just keep going. It's all I can say is just keep going and write down what your goals are every night, just so it stays in there. Um, it, 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 don't let anything, I mean, your household is, it, it does, it's kind of mess with you all the time. All the time yeah. and um y- y- it just is what it is and then all of a sudden you'll be empty nest and then you'll be sitting here going right now what i don't know we can have lunch for you know how exciting it is for them but that's a whole nother shift you now have to get used to i mean i find myself when they're not here i'm kind of like standing around going okay now what do i do yes. where am i going to start when am so you, your life takes all these shifts. And that was one thing that, that's been hard for me is I have my plan and I don't want my plan messed up. And every time I get derailed, I'm getting upset and annoyed. And it took me a while to be like, okay, just is what it is. When I get it done, I get it done. And I work with the person I work with. She's great because she has learned. She's like, yeah, she doesn't have kids. She's younger than I am you know it's like okay I get it so we just have to do this she's like you're doing an amazing job and that in itself is just what I need to know that because I'm paying her she's not paying me right is what keeps me online even if I didn't do anything for a week got nothing accomplished for a week it's just still working towards that goal that I remind myself does not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's taken about, you know, eight months for that mind shift mm-hmm. after 50 years of having the same, right? So you have to, there again, is that patience on your seat. You're reteaching yourself how to exist, how to handle things in an environment that was dropped on you. You know, some people aren't dealing with schools are back in, but all of a sudden your whole life has changed not by your choice i think that's an important point too because it's a matter of this constant shift and and going with it i think when it comes to distractions you know there comes a point where we almost have to ask ourselves why we're letting them in you know um and 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 setting that boundary and to be able to use your voice and stand up and go like letting the people around you know what's going on and but but that has to come from a place of really feeling comfortable with it and i think for a lot of us it takes us time just to get comfortable with the idea that we're going to reach for something bigger and but you mentioned a great point which is after all these years of being programmed into thinking these limiting beliefs now we're we're just going to change the game (laughs) no because you've changed the rules for yourself and you have to buy into those rules and learn how to play a completely different game so it takes time to reprogram you said at least eight months is what was you know just to get yourself shifted into a different mindset identifying it yeah and being patient with it 
not even not even just like oh okay what this it's like okay ah here we go it's just gets pushed off until tomorrow and it is what it is (laughs) but to get comfortable with it and more so actually to accept it because it's out out of my control one of the things that you talk a lot about is social pressure and the breakdown of the moral compass. And what, as it relates to this, I think it's particularly important as we're talking about making these changes, because here's what I find a lot online. It's a lot of it, I don't wanna say a lot of it, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's smoke and mirrors. You know, you have to really, and, and I've seen questions like, I don't know what to write about because I wanna know, I wanna write about something that people will read. I get that. But for me, like a lot of what I talk about and teach about and and write about is tapping into that authentic you, because it doesn't really matter what everybody else wants you to read or to write about. If you're not comfortable, if that's not where you come from and that's not your passion, you're going to write something that's, you know, going to fall flat. Right. And it doesn't, it's not authentic and you can tell. But how do you identify those social pressures and be able to step back and go wait a minute that's not me right I think it what especially especially in the last four years we have really we have really been bombarded by social pressures and social pressures I mean everything social media the news Hollywood uh, magazines culture, TV shows, every form of media is, and you mentioned the breakdown of the moral compass. So the moral compass is what we're made up, our DNA, what what is ingrained in us through generations and generations. And how Right now, I think it's extremely important for people to, I mean, you and I rely on social media, but to really take a look at their life, how much time they're spending on it, what TV shows that they're, you know, everything they're taking in, the mass media and what they want you to believe and really hone in on how those things make you feel mm-hmm. what in your whole body are identify it go wow i just watched that show and i don't feel so great so or i mean i've been watching yellowstone for the second time and i actually started dreaming about it the other night i'm like whoa that's i gotta not do that watch it every day again you know spread it out so, and that is a social pressure that, that is getting into your head. And when you watch something, you, your brain never forgets it. You may never think about it again, but it's in there. And how these influence, even subconsciously, most of it is subconsciously, your actions, your thoughts, your feelings, your stress levels, and we need to really hone in, take a look at ourselves, take a vacation, turn it all off, 
and get in touch with truly what our mindset is, what our morals are, what it comes down to, not with your friends, with you and your family. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. We want to take care of people, but at the end of the day, all that matters is your family and your unit and taking care of each other. And we want to raise our kids. We want to be happy people. And these social pressures are breaking it all down. Mm-hmm. Um, people are fighting with each other where they normally wouldn't. They're over ridiculousness. And in order for us to be able to live our authentic lives, you have to live authentically, not being influenced by other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean influenced by other people as in, oh, those are great ideas, but really identify what they want you to believe. You have to do research. You have to look at other avenues and make a decision for yourself. Um, there's, it, it, it just, it, it, it's very bothersome to me sitting outside and watching, looking in to see how much this is affecting people's lives and how it's blocking their success, that they don't believe that they deserve, they deserve to live the life that they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That their dreams of having to have one in one up here in New York and one down on the beach is not okay. And that's for somebody to put that influence on you is not okay. Yeah. Your life is yours. You're a free person. Yeah. And what you want, you want, and that's okay. And what you it's right. Yep. And and, and how you want to be, you know, how I mean at the same time, I say that with a, you know, a little bit of caution because that you can almost go down the other side of the rabbit hole and, you know, well, if I want to be a jerk, I can, you know, and then I think, right. you know, but ultimately I think at the core of us, we know that that's not right, you know? Right. And, <laughs> we want. and the word want, I mean, we get bombarded by all different stuff. Oh, you shouldn't want. Well, then what am I working for? Yeah. Yeah. Then what's, you know, even people who aren't working and, and going off of my bill, they certainly want a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, so, but what I want for my family is a great thing. You should want, mm-hmm. but should you want it at the expense of somebody else's life? No. Right. And that's right. And that is where it's not, I I write about this in the book. Um, Money is evil. That term, you hear people, money is evil. And it comes from the Bible. That's not the, that's not the verse. The verse is the love of money is evil. So that is where you are focused on on the want for money, the greed for money, or other people don't matter. That that is, again, and social pressure and outside influence telling people money is evil. No, it's not. We cannot survive. 
without money. It just it comes down to we can't. It's not possible. So I mean, unless you are out, you know, living off the land. But you had to get there somehow, and it contained gas, and you had to have money for the gas to get out <laughs> to where you're going. Unless you walked, you need food to get there. So <clears throat> the um, that want is a necessary thing, and it's okay to want your dreams. Yeah, I love that. And, it, it, and, and you should hang on to them like they're for your dear life because they are being taken away. The influence that you do not deserve to have that. You need to share that. It's, it's, you've worked really hard. And it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or if you're making $45,000 a year. Mm-hmm. You're working hard and you have pride and you're working to have your car. You're working to maybe go out to dinner once a month or get takeout for your pizza night for your family once a month. And you should want that. Yeah. And it's okay to want it and work towards it. Don't let anybody take that away from you. I think there's something to be said too about defining what that means for you because mm-hmm. you know don't let the social pressures tell you that being successful means you have to make you know six figures or a million dollars a year it could be as simple as the family time and and dinner out once a month like if right. that's your definition of success that's totally okay too oh, you don't absolutely. have to be the one out there it, it that's totally right fine you Just don't have to own be an influencer it. <laughs> or, or whatever. It's what feeds your soul. Yeah. It's what feeds your soul that, that you put your head on the pillow at the end of the night and you're happy. Yeah. And yeah. with your family, right. It doesn't, it's, and it's not a money amount. That's the thing. It's what feeds your soul. Yeah. And what feels really good for you. Right. Period. What right. can you give us like maybe a tip or two, you know, or questions that, people can ask actually before we get into that where can people find your book oh they can find it at thank you for asking um seth that's s-e-t-h and it's a dash mcguire m-c-g-u-i-r-e.com great and we'll make sure that that gets in the show notes as well are you on social media i know you have a group on facebook right i have a group on facebook called i have a group and a page um the group is private it's called what's next find uh become the superpower of your life and both of them are called that and then my personal page which is seth mcguire uh, on, and i'm also on instagram and that's seth dot what's next and i am on twitter and i haven't done much there so there's no sense in even talking about it. <laughs> because that's a whole nother avenue it's all to come right that's what's yeah, next <laughs> it's all coming one step at a time it's just you know it's just that's the thing people you can do it by yourself just have some patience and one step at a time and I think there's something to be said too about allowing the right people to to find you or to you know that as along the way if you open yourself up to that process the people that can help you will show up right but you have to allow it you have to allow, and the thing is, you touched on this earlier about people, they don't know what to write, or they're afraid to write something in case somebody's going to, just, you need to be authentic to yourself, 
And there's a whole bunch of people out there that think like you do. And that's what I found when I was, because I certainly with what I have done could not have done it, um, could not have written it. Um, but I found there's a whole bunch of people out there that are, that are grateful because now they don't feel alone and how they feel and how um, e even not being a big social group. I've had a woman say, you made me feel so much better about myself because I don't let people in easily mm -hmm. because I'm very guarded and I, I, this is my life and I don't, I don't, I have my boundaries and you've made me feel good about that. Mm -hmm. And because boundaries can come, that, that can be negative for some people. And it's like, it's protecting your being. And there's a whole bunch of us out here that all think the same. And there's a whole bunch of people that don't think like we do. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And, um, but just hold on to what, when you feel that right inside and you know it's to be, just follow that intuition. And, and that's the one thing after I divorced, following my intuition has been really the best. And I'm honed into it so much more now because I'm not blocked by stressors or dealing with that whole, whole situation that, that is really tough for anybody out there. Go, it's, it's really hard yeah. um, mentally and you're trying and it, and it affects every aspect of your life. And, um, you know, I went through divorce, selling our house and my dad dying all in four weeks. Oh my gosh. And oh. it was extremely damaging on my kids. And the, my dad's the, what was the, you know, the guy in their life. And it's, it's really, really hard. And that's all part of this too. You, you just can't give up on yourself. Mm -hmm. You may take a little bit to figure out where it is. And every, I mentioned this too, every part of your life is a building block every single day every experience is a building block to where you're going to end up so look back on those and there may just be something that you can share with other people or if you you love to bake you have a color i mean and that's your go for it mm -hmm. because you never know you never know if that is going to be and if you want it bad enough, then do it. Yep, absolutely. Just take the chance because if you don't, you'll never know. You'll enjoy the process. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy it while you're doing it because I mean, if that's what we're here to have, enjoy life. Right. And surround yourself with like-minded people. Yes, important. Can you give us maybe a takeaway or two before we wrap up for, you know, how to get started or, or questions to ask yourself. So questions to ask yourself, how to get started. And I'm not saying this because it is to buy the book because it is lays it all out. And that literally is why I wrote it is to, because you don't know how to navigate to get there. A lot of people are like, I don't even know where to start. So that's, that's where this book is. This helps start you to navigate. And we talk about road mapping, but it's identifying your world, what's around it, what's blocking you, what you have to get rid of, 
that's toxicity and it, it could be it could be your best friend and it could be your spouse but you gotta you have to boundary you have to put those things and set the law down in order yes. for you to succeed and if you don't have that support I mean, I'm not giving you guidance on this department, but you have to make a decision where you want your life to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, but road mapping is, um, and for some people it would be a pro and a con list or things like that, but really start writing down, what do you want out of your life? All of those things and be be big don't be bashful it's not it's not bad to go i want to be a billionaire it's not a bad thing go for it if that's what you want go for it and write it down big if you have the dream of this house that you want right describe the entire thing it's got marble countertops and the base of my bat cabinets are white, the top are, and the landscaping looks like this. I mean, really detail it and hold that dream um, and really get down to what you want out of your life. It's, and vision boards, a lot of people think they're silly, but they are fantastic. Great vision reminders. boards are great. I would say with that, if you're gonna write the lists, you know, your, your vision out, mm. one of the things that I like to recommend is to write it set it aside and come back to it in a day or two or you know and come back to it and really ask yourself is that really what i want mm -hmm. make sure that it's you and not the outside influences right. creeping in and if it is refine it get yeah. really specific because the more you can dig into what you want you're going to be able to manifest it for your life. Right. And also not material. I mean, those things could be to write down. I want a Friday night or whatever night, mm -hmm. sit down with my family and have dinner without television, without homework, without yeah. anything to sit down and have a conversation. And it, again, as we were saying before, you define your success is defined by you. So write down what your most successful life would be, right? Yeah. Maybe, right. And then it is great to get so awesome to come back to it and look at it. And then again in another month and then to be like, oh, wow, this is starting to happen. Mm -hmm. And then again in the three months and then so on and so forth. And but the, um, yeah, that, that's what I lined out in the book to, to help people find that. Awesome. Just, you know, download the book. Seth McGuire, again, remind us the title of your book and where we can find it. So the title is called What's Next? Become the Superpower of Your Life. And it's at seth-mcguire.com. Awesome. Any last minute words before uh, we wrap up today? Find your dream and go for it. Don't sit back because you have your life to live and you don't want to look back. The biggest thing is you don't want to look back and regret that you didn't try. That, I love it. Um, thank you so much for joining us today on the Power to Pivot podcast. One one last question, the, a kind of a fun question. You have a hospitality background and a background yes. in the wine industry. Yes. So you're laying on the beach, chilling out at your dream home. 
What are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking Paul Roche champagne. There you go. Celebrating life, right? <laughs> that's right. Yep, that's right. Awesome. Yep, that and a lot of water. There you go. <laughs> a lot of water. Well, Seth, thank you so much. I, I'm so excited to see where the next part of your journey takes you. And I appreciate that you were here with us today to share it with us. Um, guys, we will wrap up like we do every episode. You are never stuck. You are never lost and you are never alone. At any given moment, you can use your power to pivot, make a new choice and start again. And with that, I will see you all on the next episode. Bye everybody. Thanks, Seth. Hey guys, it's Liz here from March 4th Media Company. And the biggest lesson that I have ever learned is that at any given moment, you can always choose again. And trust me, I learned this lesson the hard way. And I'm inviting you in to join me in my book, This Is Where You Pivot, The Shift From Fear to Freedom, as I'm sharing with you how I arrived at this lesson. I'm opening up about my life, overcoming a toxic and abusive marriage, navigating years of career, health, and family issues that kept me feeling so stuck, lost, and alone, sharing stories through my own trauma that kept me paralyzed in fear for so long. And most importantly, I'm going to show you how I found a way out. You too can find the strength within you to overcome any obstacle in your life. So head on over to amazon.com or find it on thisiswhereyoupivot.com today and order your copy of This Is Where You Pivot, The Shift From Fear to Freedom. Remember, you are never stuck, you are never lost, and you are never alone. At any given moment, you can use your power to pivot, make a new choice, and start again. Thank you so much to Seth McGuire for joining us today here on the Power to Pivot podcast. And thank you to all of you for listening in. Let's continue this conversation over on social media. Find us at march4thmediacompany.com or connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're going to have all of our links in the show notes as well as the links on how you can contact Seth as well. Remember, you are never stuck. You are never lost and you are never alone. At any given moment, you can use your power to pivot, make a new choice and start again. I will see you guys on the next episode.